0: Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Christian Fellowship. We are a family on a journey to become more like Christ, sharing His kingdom by expressing His love. We hope that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. Thanks, Wally for coming and helping out this morning. It's so wonderful when you have a friend who pastors another church and he says, what are you doing tomorrow? I'm going to come visit you. I said, great, you want to play keys? He says, okay. And he just slots in and uh, he's been a good friend to me for more than half my life. We met in college and uh, got up to lots of mischief back then. We still get up to mischief today, but it's different. Um, This morning, Mark's going to be ministering to us. And I was just impressed this morning as we were praying You know, sometimes this place is a heavy place. It's a burden to stand behind a pulpit, to hear from God and to speak on His behalf. It's not something we should take lightly, and I know that Mark hasn't done so. But it's a very special thing to be willing to stand in that place. Someone's got to do it. God is always going to look for those who are willing to speak on His behalf, who are going to encourage others on His behalf. And it takes a special kind of willingness and sacrifice to be the one to stand in that place. And so, Mark, we honor you for that this morning. And we want to pray, Father, as Mark shares with us this morning, thank you for his willingness to stand in this place, to be the one to share your word with us this morning. And I thank you for your peace upon him. I pray that the flow of your grace would be strong on him this morning, that he would be relaxed in your presence as your son, and share from his heart that which you've given to him today. We commit him to you and we open our hearts to all that you will speak to us through him today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Bless you, Mark. Thank you. Over to you.
1: Is this thing on? Can you hear me all right?
0: Let
1: me check oh, Siobhan did something. Thing,
0: That's did on. And let me check if you muted or not. Hold on. Where is that? Call?
1: Can you hear me right?
0: No, it's not muted. You're on. Okay. Stop that. <laughs>
1: Sure. So that previous song, there was lots of reference to goodness. There was a little bit of reference to suffering, but lots more about goodness. So I'm trusting God on that one, and not the suffering piece. Um, I guess the same for you, too. Is there a bit of an echo, or does it sound right to everybody else? All right. Okay. Um, we a bit of...
0: So what we'll do yeah. so we'll just move this up so they can turn this volume a little down there. Right. There you go.
1: How's that sound? Is it better? <laughs> All right. So there's already been some, some reference to um, the fact that the year ended last week and a new one has started this week. Uh, if you will recall, about a week back, I was actually up here um, just opening. It was on the 31st of December. And at the time, I spoke a little bit about the fact that it was the last day of the year. Uh, and if you had to reflect on the, on the year that was, um, you, you could think about a lot of good and bad stuff. Uh, I think a person tends to think about the bad stuff more than the good stuff, and I spoke a little bit about that. Um, but we're now one week later; it's exactly a week in. It's the, the seventh. And thinking about 2023 and and how it went out, I, I thought you, you could think about your year of achievement if there was some sort of achievement. And there's some personal things a person could do, so things like physical health, uh, fitness goals that you might have had. Um, Some people maybe got engaged or married. Some people might be expecting a first child. We've got a couple sitting up there. Um, So for them it was a very big year. Uh, Chantelle and Craig aren't here today, but they got a plus one in their family and and, and gained a son. Um, Some of us might have seen our children achieving some kind of goals, maybe leaving school uh, or even starting tertiary studies and think about Paul and Laverne. Um, with their daughter doing the same. So there's many, many things that could have come about from a sort of personal goal point of view. There could also be some of us who experienced some kind of losses, maybe important relationships that were lost through the year, perhaps even family or, or loved ones that were lost as, as well um, throughout 2023. And on a professional note, there's a bunch of stuff there too. So some of us might have started a new job, somebody maybe got a promotion, somebody might have changed careers completely. So there's various things you can think about. Uh, I did mention briefly. If, if I had to think about twenty twenty three for for our family, like first impression, might, I might say it was pretty rubbish. Um, it was particularly challenging here. You weren't here last week. I mentioned it last last week. But a person forgets about the good stuff because you experience some kind of bad stuff as well. Uh, we, we lost loved ones. We lost loved pets. and uh, We've seen some some special friends going through some really difficult um, health battles as well. So from a, a spiritual point of view. Think about how your year played out. So maybe learning a bit more about God the Father. Maybe moving a little bit closer towards Him. Understanding more about how His kingdom operates. Uh, Just walk closer with Him and understand and walk in your purpose for your life as well. Now in Jeremiah 29 verse 11, uh, we know that there's purpose for each and every one of us. It says, For I know the plans I have for you. So God certainly has purpose and plans for each and every one of us here this morning. Some of us throughout the year maybe grew in faith, maybe even experienced some kind of breakthroughs and areas of struggle. Um, maybe you're fortunate enough to experience bringing somebody to know, to know God. But perhaps for some of us, maybe nothing dramatic happened in 2023. Uh, and it was a fairly uneventful year. So I don't want to go overboard with whole new year, new me uh, resolutions and coming up with a whole bunch of different stuff you want to do. but And I mentioned it last week as well. I think there's value in looking back at the year that was... Uh, whether there's good, bad, or ugly. Um, So it's a new year, and you've got to think about what you want to do in in this year that's coming up, right? It's a new season. Maybe you want to learn some kind of a new skill. Perhaps you want to do a new hobby in in your spare time, maybe get fit, get get, um, strong and healthy, Uh, maybe even start a course of study. Uh, I think each and every one of us might have different things if you think about what you might want to achieve in the year that's coming up. So while these are all very important, they're all very much personal sort of goals, right? But none of them is as important as your spiritual walk with God. Um, and that impacts everything else. So if, if your spiritual walk with God is lacking in some way or some fashion, then I think the personal stuff you, you're likely to find is going to be very, very difficult. So in starting off a new year, I think it's, it's valuable to think about how you'd like to end off this year. So what would you like to be different? Would you like to be more impactful um, throughout 2024? Would you like to be more aligned to God? Would you like to be a bit more pleasing to God than the way you start out the year? So in reflecting on how 2023 played out, think about now already how you'd like 2024 to play out if it's at the end of the year and you're thinking back in terms of how that went. But before I carry on a line of thinking, I'm going to take a small detour and just recap on something that Craig spoke about last week. Um, So, a a bit of a disclaimer, this is no way a summary of what Craig said. Um, If you missed the message, it was good, so listen to the recording. But a few points that I pulled out, notes that I made while listening to Craig last week. He did say that the greater church body, not specifically this church or any particular church, but the greater church body, seemed to be lacking in influence and impact. And in his message, he shared a five-step plan on how to become more empowered for God, So I'm not going to go through all of them, but if I think about step five that stuck with me a little bit, it was about submitting yourself to be equipped. And Craig said that we are placed in the body for a very particular reason. I mentioned up front that God's got purpose and plan for each and every one of us. Um, But to exercise in that, we need to be um, putting ourselves out there and being equipped to do so. He challenged us to start thinking about something uh, around expectations. So build an expectation. Of what God wants to do in you, so God has purpose, He has plan he 's got some things in mind that he 'd like to do this year. so what is your expectation about what that might be? We know he has a plan, we know that he wants each and every one of us in it. Craig also mentioned that he wants to use you and me in this plan. Uh, he knows the bigger picture he mentioned in, in hebrews twelve two um, or God is the author and finisher of our faith, so he has a plan. What is our role going to be in it? He also mentioned a bit of a challenge to go over and above the norm. So in everything that you do, how do you do it? Are you doing it, just doing it? Or are you going over and above the norm? Even to a degree where it becomes uncomfortable and perhaps you feel out of your depth. Certainly what I'm doing now would tick those boxes. Because he said it's, it's there that God's grace will meet you, right? So put yourself out there, do something hard, do something uncomfortable, do something that feels like it's way above what, what you can do, and that's where God's grace is going to find you. And enable the supernatural. But I know that can be very difficult, and Michael mentioned the fact that me being up here is, it's not easy. Uh, I think if you're a, a professional, it probably becomes a little bit easier. But if you're not, you, you're putting yourself out on a ledge into some place and space that's very uncomfortable. Um, Craig mentioned that our insignificance makes us significant. I thought that was a pretty profound statement. And he said, where you can't do naturally, that's where God will come in and do supernaturally. So it's, it's the fact that we, we're not great at what we do, we're not fully equipped and fully able, that allows God to come in and, and fill that gap. So he also said, you'd be surprised what God the Father can do through you when you make yourself um, available and obedient to God. He chooses you, but he also mentioned that if you, if you don't take up that, that, that calling, that choosing, God's not limited to our passivity. He'll move on to somebody else. But he wants you to do it. He wants you to be involved. That's where we grow. That's where we experience his goodness. He is very intentional, and God is very deliberate. And that's a key word for me um, in this message this morning. So it gets me back to my message. It's a, the end of, of the Craig detour about being deliberate. So this is the first time that I've been up here. I've, I've shared testimonies. I've, I've done welcomings and, and things like tithe, but I've never actually been up here to, to share a message on a Sunday morning. Um, believe me, I'm, I'm very surprised. You probably are too, too to, to see me up here. Um, I'm super nervous, which why I'm going to keep on drinking. Uh, water, that is, I, I promise. LAUGHTER <laughs> So this is not something I find very comfortable. It's definitely putting me out of my comfort zone. Um, There are other places I can do this kind of thing quite comfortably. At work, it was actually just about three, four weeks back, um, I went in front of Exco, and I I pitched a software project which will cost about $110 bucks. And I found that fine. I didn't get nervous. Um, It wasn't a problem for me. I I could speak for ages uh, about the, the subject matter because... That's that's what I do, and, and, and that's where I am. But this is very nerve-wracking stuff for me. Um, and, and Michael spoke about the burden. I think why? It's because there, there's a number of things that you think about. So number one is what I'm sharing, pleasing to God. I mean, and I can't think of a bigger burden than just that one. Because whether you think it sounds great or not, or I think I've delivered it okay, was it pleasing to God? I mean, that's, that's the point, right? But then secondly, of there's a number of you sitting here. Um, is it going to make sense to you? Is it going to feel like it was a worthy message as well? So, I mean, that, that's the other one, right? And while those are two big ones, they are even less big things, but also just as worrying. Like, so, am I going to speak long enough? Or will I be way too short? Um, or am I going to get lost in the message uh, some, somewhere I'll well, lose my place? So, yes, th- this is definitely feels way out of my league. Um, but while thinking and praying what i will share today... I think the, the professionals would pray and get a lightning bolt message from God. Um, I didn't start out going that way. I thought, this is now early days for me. I'm going to share something that's maybe more um, so sort of testimonial in nature, but hopefully through my own personal experiences and relaying that, it might mean something to, to all of you and perhaps even inspire you somewhat as well. Um, I do have a couple of slides that we'll share just now. Uh, I guess it's the project manager me that couldn't resist. Uh, I'll men- mention one or two scriptures, but not lots in scriptures, but there are a couple of, I, I found, really profound statements that I'd like us to, to just look at. Uh, I think they're very uh, thought-provoking. So I think I'll probably look like someone, generally speaking, that's, that's altogether got it under control, fairly um, organized, calm, things don't really stress me out, um, and I guess in some parts of my life, maybe that is, is true, and things are kind of humming along quite comfortably. But in other areas, maybe not so much. And if I think about a couple of areas where things don't just hum along nicely, or, or, or things about me, uh, I procrastinate. I, I can put things off lots, big time. Um, and probably the bigger problem, so there's, there's two things I'm going to talk a little bit about, procrastination. The other one is complacency. Um, and I can become complacent as well. And, and that's perhaps even a, a bigger problem than procrastination. So looking at, at the subject, um, I came across a couple of statements. Uh, if we can put the first one up on the, on the screen there. So it says there are two things that, which keep people as who they are rather than who they could be. The first is procrastination and the second is complacency which is a bit of an anus statement, right? Because it speaks about staying where you are rather than where you could be. And when it comes to negative adjectives about a person, so if you're to describe somebody, maybe these things aren't the worst. You can think of far worse things to say about a person. Um, But the problem with these is they become inhibitors to living the life that you should or that God would like you to be living. He has far more um, in mind and, and planned for us. If you look at a dictionary definition of the word complacency, it says the calm satisfaction with your abilities or situation that prevents you from trying harder. Oh, That's a, that's a hard one as well. How about that? You feel so okay, calmly satisfied, you just don't try harder. Unimum complacency was quite such a bad thing to, to be. So here comes another one specifically looking at spiritual complacency. It's coming to a point where you become overconfident with where you are at in God and His provisions. Pause there. And believe you're no longer responsible for participating in intentional growth towards God's mission and agenda on earth. Sure. So, if I think about this, the first one didn't feel like it resonated with me a whole lot, but the second one sounds terrible to believe you are no longer responsible for participating in intentional growth towards God's mission and agenda on earth. That, that's, that's quite a, a, a harsh one right there. So I love this old joke. Um, some of you may have heard it before. It's about um, a, a woman that keeps reminding her husband about doing some DIY jobs around the house. And he responds to her saying, listen, I'm going to do it you don't have to remind me every six months. <laughs> so I can progress with things like this as well. Um, I guess around the house, I, I could do that too. Um, but sadly, if I was to be honest about areas that have been complacent in my life of late, my spiritual life would have to be one of those. Now, I've been in the house now for more than 20 years, and I've given back in various forms of ministry throughout the years. Uh, In things like children's ministry, hospitality, cell groups, and more recently the financial board. And while a lot of these things stretched me at the time, uh, some of them were more so than others. Um, Some of them were were also pushing me a little bit out of my comfort zone. But eventually I think they generally became quite comfortable. But if I think about them, I could have done in recent years more of that over and above stuff that Craig spoke about in in my journey with God. And I guess that's where where the complacency thing comes in. So something I found very interesting um, throughout the the years in terms of um, talking to people, right? If you talk to somebody that's in a particular role on a particular topic at a particular time, uh, it's interesting what you come out with as a response, right? So um, if I think about a a career, for example, so how many of you actually sit down and think about your career? Well, how often do you do that in terms of where I'm at at now? Where do I want to be in three years, five years, ten years' time? So you don't really think about it a lot, or I I certainly haven't. I think you you get so busy that you just don't do it. But you sit down and talk to somebody like a life coach, and they ask you similar questions, and you'll be surprised what comes out. So if someone, it's it's as if because of the mantle that they carry or the type of role they fulfill, you kind of get a bit of verbal diarrhea, and you just speak a whole lot of stuff, and you go, wow, actually I had thought about this, just not verbalize it so much. Um, and I, I guess it's probably something similar if you're talking to a psychologist, um, but speaking to pastors, for example, they could ask you to do something, they could give you some suggestion, perhaps give you some direction, um, and you'd be surprised at the way that you react. But at times, if I had to be honest, um, in, in, in the years that have gone by, Pastor Andreas and Pastor Michael would have nudged me at times to do different things, something new, take on something. Um, and at times, I, I did that, but at times, to be honest, I, I, I think I shied away from some of it. But at the beginning of last year, maybe it's just the right kind of timing, I um, had a conversation with Pastor Michael, and he asked me to join a small group to do Kingdom Leadership School for the year of 2023. So I took part in KLS with Pastor Michael and a few others. A few of them are, are here this morning. And we spent the year together, we'd, and we would meet every single week We had two weekends away together, and we'd get into some more meaty kind of topics and stuff like that. And in a nutshell, what we had was lots of really good teaching. We read a book together. We did what felt like countless assignments. It could be a dozen or more assignments. Um, Some really good personal conversations, and at times we had to become really vulnerable with each other in in this year and journey uh, together. And of course, we, we prayed together as well. So we had to stretch ourselves and go into some kind of spaces that was a little bit uncomfortable. But through the year, I definitely felt like I grew a lot. I learned a lot. Um, And not only about the will of God, uh, but about myself as well. And about myself in the will of God. And lastly, a bit about myself, maybe not so much in in the will of God. So now I've arrived and I'm, I'm preaching a message to you on a Sunday morning. Or, or perhaps not so much, right? So I'm, I'm up here because um, I've got something to share, I guess, and, and because Pastor Michael pushed me out there to do this, right? So if I look at my spiritual growth in recent years, it probably hadn't been all that dramatic. I was attending church. I was continuing with those various forms of ministry, uh, wherever I was involved, doing much of the same year in, year out. Uh, but if i to be honest, my, my growth had stagnated. I got to a certain place, and I kind of stayed there. So it's that horrible word we saw about um, complacency, right? I got to a point where it was just the same old, same old. So being willy-nilly about things just wasn't working for me. Um, It wasn't working for God either. Uh, we, We know that God wants far more for us. But to change things and to spark some growth again, a couple of things had to happen. I had to commit to something. For me, it worked with something with structure and something with accountability. So a weekly meeting with with a group of people certainly brings about structure and accountability. I had to push myself out of that sort of comfortable slumber that I'd fallen into. Um, and in some way, you almost put yourself in harm's way because you, you have to, as I mentioned, we had personal conversations. We had to be vulnerable. You, so you expose yourself to each other um, in terms of what's really going on inside and in terms of what you're doing, but also in terms of what you're not doing. And we need to take some really deliberate steps in moving closer to God and his kingdom. So I think the point is that we we can look like we have it all together, right? So as I mentioned up front, I probably look like someone that's fairly organized, calm, uh, nothing stresses me out. But how all together do we always have it, right? The thing is that while some of that might not be noticeable to one another, you certainly can't hide any of the stuff from God. He knows exactly where you are. And the point is that he wants more for us but he also wants more from us as well. God wants an intimate relationship with each and every one of us. Um, There's an old um, book and and videos that I remember watching years ago that I really enjoyed by Miles Miles Monroe. He speaks about us being ambassadors for God, representing the Father, praying for heaven on earth, representing his views, his news, and and really sharing that, that love with people around us. But the question, I guess, is how ready and how comfortable are we to actually go ahead and do that? So I'm going to reference something from, I mentioned Craig earlier, but I'm going to mention Pastor Frank. He spoke to us in December as well. Uh, Craig isn't here to tell me if I get it wrong, because Pastor Frank is, so I hope I don't get it wrong, Pastor Frank. But you spoke about Manasseh and Ephraim at the beginning of December, sons of Joseph, and if you look at the names of the, meaning, the, the, the meanings of the names that Pastor Frank mentioned back there, Manasseh referred to being delivered, putting the past behind you, um, and moving on, whilst Ephraim speaks of being fruitful. And, and it, was, it was specifically mentioned in that, that sequence, right? Be delivered, then become fruitful. But Pastor Frank's message was to spin those around and put them on the head, and to be fruitful first. Don't wait for some kind of delivery or deliverance before you before you do something to make yourself fruitful. He said we shouldn't wait for that perfection before we exercise in our gifts and being fruitful. And again, it ties back into what Craig shared with us last week as well about going over and above and finding God's grace in that. And that we shouldn't be making excuses for not doing things, uh, as if you're waiting for something amazing to happen first before you take some deliberate steps forward. So while considering my message today and looking for some definitions of complacency and procrastination, I found another one. Um, so in Proverbs 27, verse 1, short, short scripture, it says, Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring forth. And the next piece for me is also quite mind-blowing. Uh, I find a piece of commentary that mentions that the attitude that defers things to some undefined one day is an assumption that we will be around but we may not. And what we leave undone or unsaid could make a vast difference for those we leave behind. It speaks of unfinished business. And while considering this, think about perhaps not having a crucial conversation with somebody about God, and then one day it's too late. Also, a pretty profound wake-up kind of a, a statement. Uh, which is why I thought I put them there. I, I think just reading them out loud is one thing, but when you can read it, um, it just means so much more. Uh, the, the scary bit is the speaking of unfinished business or the assumption that that we can still do this one day. Now, in Pastor Frank's message back in December, at the same time, we sang the goodness of God. We happened to sing it again this morning. Uh, and the lyrics uh, in there are, the goodness is run- Your goodness is running after me. And when we were singing that song last time, um, a couple of things came to mind. Right? So if God's goodness is running after you, are you running away from it? Or are you open to it? If His goodness is running after you, where are you at? Are you, is it taking you with it, or are you evading it? Are you making yourself available to that goodness of God? And are you ready and willing to put yourself out there and exercise in that goodness? Um, we're singing a song uh, this morning when we're praying before church as well. It speaks about, about God's love taking new places. So the thing I think we have to remember is that God can use all of us, right? He can use me. I'm up here now. He can use you. He can use each and every one of us to be fruitful in the kingdom. And we've learned in Philippians 4 verse 13 that through God's grace we can do all things. So whilst this might feel way out of my league, um, I'm doing it anyway, right? But So it takes us to push ourselves and be deliberate so we can, can operate in the grace of God. <clears throat> so how do we do things differently this year? If we do get to the end of the year and want to look back at the year, how do we do things differently? How do you find yourselves doing more and get into that other state where you can look back on 2024 um, and like what you see? So a key word that we've all heard for many, many years is discipline. And that applies to anything, right? If you're talking about getting fit, you want to get into exercise routine, you have a health issue, um, you have a weight challenge, a professional success, you want to grow in your career, or even in your relationship with God. We, we've heard this many, many times. It's about discipline. So these can all be solved with, with discipline. But I think for me, a key word that came up um, in, in last year was deliberate. And while I'm not saying don't be disciplined, let's be deliberate, I think deliberate is maybe the, the start of it. I think that's where it all begins, right? So being deliberate is about being intentional about something. I like the statement, good things don't generally happen by accident if you want to achieve something, or you want to grow in something, or you want to get closer to God, whatever it is that you want to do, when you look back at 2024, you've got to start off by first being deliberate. So when Pastor Michael asked me at the beginning of last year to take part in KLS at the time, um, I guess I I felt like it had been too long since something dramatic had happened in my spiritual life, and I needed to take a deliberate step towards God to break that complacency. But again, it has to come with some structure and accountability. That's what something worked well for me. And, and KLS was a really good fit for that, being part of a very specific program. And at the end of the year, if I did pause at the end of 23 and look back, it was a year full of learning and growing spiritually. And I believe not just for me, but the whole group that did KLS as well. I guess the, the key thing for going forward is how to kind of keep on that momentum. Right? So it's not like we've all arrived anywhere in particular. We maybe felt and experienced some growth, but the key thing is to be to continue to be deliberate. So, the things that we did—they um, were not rocket science. it's also not things that you haven't heard before. But I guess it, it keeps it fairly simple. There was no amazing. This is what you got to do, right? It was solid biblical teaching on a regular basis. By coming together every week, and, and there's so much available so much reading material. There are teachings all over the place. There are videos that you can watch. You can listen to podcasts. There are many of these things. Um, there's so many rich resources available to us these days. There really is no excuse. But I think coming to church and being fed once a week just isn't enough. We need to be far more deliberate about that. And life and technology these days makes it really, really easy. I, I'm not much of a reader. Um, Oh, I'm really not much of a reader. I read very, very little. But books, there are so many available and brilliant stuff written by some really renowned authors that I think most of us would recognize the names as well. I think that the thing is, if, you, if you're waiting for a particular book that's going to meet you in your place of need, you could wait for a long time before you oh, that's the book. I think the point is just read something. There's so much. And what I found, I mentioned we read a book last year as well, is whether it's relevant to your particular now walk or season with God. It's actually irrelevant. God will use that book to talk to you. There will be something in that book that he will use to communicate to you. It's a really, really great place to hear his voice. Uh, If you struggle to hear it, read a book. There, There are so many available. I think a third thing for me in terms of last year was the conversation with other believers. So it's one thing to be doing a journey on your own, Attending church, or maybe reading a book, or listening to other messages. But I think key thing is conversation with other believers, because it's through that that you get other perspectives. Um, you can share thoughts, and, and um, it helps with accountability as well, which I think is like point number four. Right? Is the accountability for me? I needed the accountability as well. So find someone that that you can walk the journey with, uh, that you can commit to it with, and then of course the Bible. Bible is full of truth, advice, giving a direction, giving motivation. It's all about God's kingdom. And as opposed to listening to a message or reading a book, this one comes straight from the Holy Spirit. And again, it's a key method of communication for God to speak to you. And last and not least, but is praying, right? So you can do this on your own. You can do this with people. But the point is, you've got to do it. Engage with the Holy Spirit, because your relationship, your faith, your trust in God is going to be grown and strengthened in that. And again, in another wonderful place we can get to become more sensitive to hearing His voice. I think, um, for me, sitting at the back of the church, you've heard lots of people talking about listening from, listening to God or hearing His voice and getting some kind of message. Um, and if you're not getting that, then. Are you being deliberate about spending time in the Word, spending time in prayer, reading a book? Because unless you open some kind of channel of communication, then it's highly unlikely that you're going to hear something. Amen. So while those are the, the sort of things we did, there's a couple of things that I think you've got to do with that. right? So the first one is take that step forward to break the complacency. If you happen to be struggling with a bit of uh, procrastination or complacency. But for me, it's just about taking a deliberate step. So whether you're complacent or not, if you think about where you want to be at the end of this year, take some deliberate step towards that. Make a commitment to it. Uh, preferably if you have got someone in mind, um, or maybe God can give you somebody in mind. But commit with somebody else. It helps you for the, the accountability as well. I find, I mean, it's the same as gym memberships. So how many of you have had a gym membership? How many of you have stuck to the gym membership? It's the the accountability. If you have a gym partner, someone that you are going with, someone that you're talking to about it, that's the accountability that keeps you going. Otherwise, it's going to fizzle out and die. But I think the point is be very intentional and very deliberate and do something. If you'd like to see 2024 play out differently. Think about where you're at now. Think about where you'd like to be by the end of the year. You're starting a fresh year, clean slate. It's a new season, a new book you can start to write. So I don't know how I'm doing for time. Hopefully, it's not, not been too short, but I'm going to start to wrap up a bit. If I think about um, KLS, i probably speak for, for the bulk of the group, uh, but certainly for myself. My 2023, whilst I didn't arrive anywhere, and I mentioned even in last week and beginning of this message now, thinking about 2023 was, was tough. It was hard. I even used the word rubbish at times. But there was so much good that happened in 2023 as well. Uh, and whilst I'm not going to go through all of those things... This is really about spiritual stuff. Um, why it came out different was because we took a deliberate step at the beginning of last year. So if you want 2024 to end differently, how would you like it to end? If you could choose, if you could write that book yourself. If you're already where you want to be, then, then great. But if you're not where you want to be and you find that you struggle with things like complacency or procrastination, or thinking about Pastor Frank's message about waiting for some good enough or some deliverance, Um, putting yourself out there and not being fearful to do it. Whatever you find might be holding you back. I challenge you to put yourself out there to make the necessary commitments and to take the steps required so that you can find yourself at the end of the year where you would like to be. And again, it's not a year journey and then you've done. I think each year... We should be setting out in a deliberate way to grow and get somewhere else. So if you want more for your 2024, then let's be deliberate.
0: We hope that you've enjoyed this message. For additional resources and more information, come and visit us at alphaomega.org.za.